0: Good evening, Cobbesee families, and welcome to another Cobbesee Evening Fireside podcast. The warriors and the rovers are in their beds. The sun has long ago gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning, before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky. And each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today and just in case you're wondering even though we may get hit with rain tomorrow for pickup day which sometimes happens today was not that today was a little cloudy and warm and quiet and just at the very end just a few minutes ago down at the campfire ball a tiniest bit of rain just enough that came pinging through the lead, the needles and the leaves of the oaks and the wolf pines and dusted us but, not, but nothing big. It was mostly a quiet and sometimes contemplative day filled with, with, with little glimmers of fun here and there, of course, as always. But it was packing day. And that means that it was a little bit bittersweet. We woke up at a normal time this morning. We had breakfast, and then it was time to pack. And the way it works here at Kabasi for packing day is we, is we treat the entire thing as a ritual. One counselor packs with one kid, one-on-one, so there's, you know, however many counselors are packing, however many counselors are in a bunk, are packing the kids in that bunk, and they are all doing this slowly. This shirt goes in, and these shoes carefully set against the wall of the bag, and this conversation happens, and that conversation happens, and... Maybe if the little one is a little one and he's a little wiggly, maybe there's running around the building once and then coming back to to packing. But with the older guys, who are very capable of being stewards of their own stuff, it's a much more straightforward process. It's nice to just be able to chat while we put stuff away. And just inches by inches and set of shoes by set of shoes, pile of t-shirts by pile of t-shirts. The... Messy, loud, maybe even stinky, but totally human bunks turn back into square, cube, wooden boxes. Pictures come off the walls. Duvets with the favorite sports team get folded up and put in the bags. Beds become mattresses. And corners, homes, become a place for another summer or a place for the next session and so it is not exactly happy packing day but it's really important your boys came to us out of a fugue state of COVID-19 maybe they had it easier than others maybe they got to go to school or play sports maybe not maybe they're very unlucky maybe they lost somebody maybe they lost a little bit of themselves but they were ours for the last three and three quarters weeks, and they are changed. They are so joyful. Tribal games was so great, and the faces around the campfire this evening were easy, relaxed, thoughtful, at home. In order to get into that place, you have to you have to do a thing. you have to put your stuff away. So packing day, besides its obvious logistical, mandates is also a transition to the real world and that's really important so we pack it full of not just packing but rituals so there was lunch and almost everybody in the whole camp got packed by lunch which is kind of unheard of early in the afternoon everyone was finished really good work by the group leaders and the counselors and the boys themselves they had team photos bunk photos and then wouldn't you know it an ice cream truck showed up Everybody got to have some ice cream. He's the friendliest guy ever. He usually comes for visiting day, but there's no call for an ice cream truck tomorrow because it's going to be raining and we're going to stay in our cars. So he came today and each boy got to wander back to his bunk, chewing on something sweet in the middle of the afternoon. And then everybody got dressed up in their finery, which mostly meant a polo and some jeans. Um, And then some of the staff really outdid themselves. Everybody looked great. And then there's this hilarious tradition called brothers where you just put boys and men together or women together who look like they could be siblings. And it's pretty funny. You'll see the pictures. There are some really good ones. Some really good ones. Um, You'll just see all those brothers' pictures. And then there's the banquet. As usual, we had Lewis's lobster, soft-shell Maine lobster, some delicious smoked chicken, and then steaks from the grill. Those are your choices. You're gonna steak, lobster, or chicken. Don't worry, there's seconds. Then we had onion rings and baked potato and delicious corn and some Caesar salad. Another kind of salad too. I had the Caesar. And it was just great. The boys spent a long time eating. Then they had even seconds and so spent a long time eating those. And then it was time for the gifts. You know, third years, fourth years, fifth years, sixth years and seventh years and eighth years and ninth years all get a different kind of gift. And because we didn't run last summer, most boys got two. It looked like a Kabasi expedition about to set out and we're all getting outfitted. Boys had beanies and backpacks or backpacks and fleeces or fleeces and jeans. There's definitely a whole wave of boys who got both the sweatshirt and the sweatpants. So they looked like Kabasi themed Rocky boxing trainees. And then of course we got to the bricks. If you are here for 10 years, some combination of camper and staff or just staff, you get a 10 year brick. And that brick goes in the walkway forever. Griff is in the walkway, Tom Donahue, Lloyd Johnson, all the way back in time. We added three people to that walkway today. One of them was Tom Hoover, who many of you don't know, but you have driven on his roads, you have gone through his doors, and your sons have lived in the buildings he built for them. He's an incredibly good-natured, funny, maybe even uh, mischievous at times. Very, very strong moral compass. He's our facilities director. He's my friend. He looks like Santa Claus a little bit if Santa Claus was under a strong weights program. He's in great shape, and he's extremely inventive. He invented the playscape, and he designed our towers. The LLC is his idea. When it's If it's there's ever a way to work smarter and harder than Tom is doing it. And this was his 10th summer and his last summer. And I'm going to miss him a lot. He's my friend and he's really good at his job. And then the second brick was was difficult for me to get through. Marcia Mayer, our beloved head nurse for 10 years, passed away this fall, as many of you know, in a car accident, not her fault at all, just in the wrong place at the wrong time and she was gonna get her brick this summer and she would not have been embarrassed she would have been very excited she was a small and extremely powerful woman who cared so deeply for our boys and we all miss her very much and i got choked up and i got through it when we were presenting her brick because i just imagined her in the sea of boys that she loved getting this brick and then we ended on an extremely high note which is that your friend of mine curtis henry Who'd, who's been here literally a decade since he was a little tiny guy, got his brick today, and he is a mountain of a, of a young man. He's definitely about six four huge head of dreads, giant smile, so kind, and he's a slow-moving, fast-thinking, hilarious boy, man, I should say. Um, and he, he picked up his brick and walked away with it very easily because he's huge. And then about half an hour later, he came back and he said in his deep rumble, Josh... What am I supposed to do with this brick? And I realized he'd been carrying it around for half an hour. I just took it back from him so he could put it in the in the walkway. Curtis Henry, everybody, ten years. Then we had our slideshow. Slideshow had music underneath it. Our amazing photographers and media specialists just did such a wonderful job. One of them is sitting across from me right now, Sarah Sultan. She does the podcast too. She's a very very good photographer in her own right, and also Anna Drody. I think you'll notice that the, the photos have been just great this year and numerous, and uh, both women are really good at their work and really good at catching the moments that are everywhere at Cavacy. Very grateful to them for that. And the slideshow was awesome, and the and the music underneath uh, used the pop song versions of many of the actual tribal game songs, and so the boys were singing chanting. And then it was time for the campfire. And It started to sprinkle a little bit. We can't put wet boys on buses tomorrow, so we scooted along at the campfire. We're definitely a little later this evening than we would have liked, um, but we had to have a campfire, and it was awesome. Each bunk presented a a wish and a memory from the summer, and then each single sachem got to do a wish and a memory themselves. You get to hear a lot about Cadillac Mountain and the pranks they pulled. and just They did such a good job. And then it was time for bed, and everybody headed back to their bunks, going to wake up early tomorrow, many of you are going to be here for just a moment, and then there's buses going home, and then suddenly it's going to be over, and we will have done our first session, and your boys will be coming home. I'm guessing they're going to be a little tired, but they're going to be full of stories, Cobb-Z families, and we are so glad to have had them. It's a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Kabasi, and each day I make it out of the office and in the breeze and sunlight of Kabasi itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy. Those times are my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Kabasi families, I have to just tell you about this year's Sachem. There are two sets, because we didn't run last summer, and we invited the 2020 Sachems back Sachem is the word we have for the oldest boys, the culture setters, the leaders of camp. But we had two sets this summer. We had the 2020s and the 2021s. We called the 2020s Sachem 2s, the 2021 Sachem 1s. And you would have thought if you had a bunch of 15-year-olds who were supposed to be the culture leaders of a camp and you dropped a bunch of 16-year-olds who were supposed to be the culture leaders of a camp the previous year into the same ecosystem that you would have trouble and Maybe even at one or two times it looked like it might be headed that way, but it didn't go that way. It just didn't. These guys came here ready to share. And we have have so many new boys because we also skipped a year, so all those boys who were going to come in 2020 didn't, and now they're here. So we had more of a need for culture leaders, and we just happened to have two sets of culture leaders. And boy, did these men, these young men, put their shoulders to the wheel. They were so good in travel games and leading up to travel games, building excitement when we couldn't even sit in the same dining hall, getting chants going, talking to the rovers, getting them fired up. Looked over, there was disruption in the rovers area, and I was like, what's going on over there? I need to go over there and regulate. And it turns out all the Sachem 2s or the Sachem 1s, it happened both ways, had a bunch of rovers in their laps and were telling them stories about travel games, getting them fired up. And then we had probably the best fa- travel games that anyone can remember, and I really do think it was because of these Sachem. So what I saw today was this. The end of the campfire said goodbye and goodnight to the rovers and the warriors, and the council were singing songs. This old hammer, 16 tons, and then it's just me and the sachem left in a circle. All these faces that I have known in some cases for eight years boys who were seven or eight when I came to see them in your living rooms are now 15 and 16. And they are my sachem, and I am their camp director. Some of them only know this camp under this particular era. And they are such wonderful young men. They're going to do such great things out in the world, and they're always going to be able to take this experience with them. They are funny and, and goofy and thoughtful and very bright and kind to each other and from all over, from all over all kinds of different spectrums. They really made the session, Kavsi family. So when your Sachem boy comes home, or when your boys are talking about the Sachem, if they aren't one, they're talking about these guys who really made the most of it and really made amazing things happen for themselves and also all the boys who looked so far up to them. Really going to miss them on a number of levels. So here's to the Sachem ones and the Sachem twos and first session at Camp Kavsi for boys. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbasy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep very tired tonight. Steady counselors watching over them, nodding off to sleep, surrounded by their friends. No doubt thoughts of you and home and their dogs and their cats and their TVs and their couches. But for now, they're sleeping with loons sounding on the lick. All is well in this place set apart. once more